Welcome to the Shock'em Dead Podcast, episode 16. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. I can't see anything. <laughs> or I guess we, we should say, happy, happy Halloween. Yes. Silver Shamrock. And uh, go uh, buy our band's merchandise. Obey. Consume. Okay. Our album actually did come out of... Embarrassingly, four years ago on this day. Yep. And I say embarrassingly because I wish we could put out more stuff. But <clears throat> we will at some point. But you know what? This Halloween special is going to be us talking about one of our favorite bands, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of yours, one of mine. Acid Witch, their new album, Right Among Us, as you could see. My sister got me that poster for my birthday. Pretty awesome. And we have the cassette here. And we both listened to it many times. You uh, you go with that or you want to take that off so you could not sound like an old man that someone's trying to suffocate with a trash bag? Yeah. The only way I can see is if I pull <laughs> the eyes down because my eyes are exactly where the eyes are. Well, all right. You wanna? Yeah, <laughs> ah, hideous real face. Yeah, my hair's everywhere. It looks like it's stuck in your shirt. It got sucked in there. All right. There's cat hair on Count Chocula. Who did this? The cat. Oh. You are you better? Yes, I'm okay. better. All right, enough with the with the weird banter here. I can breathe. I can fight. Yes, as she was saying, we're going to be talking about Acid Witches Right Among Us, which we have here on tape cassette. I'm going to go ahead and say that that is my favorite Acid Witch album. Yeah. Stoned was my favorite, although I did like um, Witchtanic Hallucinations and... Evil Sound Screamers. Uh, yeah, Evil Sound Screamers is probably my second favorite, and then Stoned, and then, you know, which Tannic Hallucinations. But is this the fourth offering, full yes. length? And Hell's Headbangers didn't do a cassette for Evil Sound Screamers for whatever reason. I wonder why, because we also have this 7-inch. Um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, we've got a few Acid Witch 7-inches. They're just... Okay, we really... Like Acid Witch. Uh, we've seen them a few times. We played a festival with them. And we've got some of their albums on vinyl over there, too. Yeah, and we caught a pumpkin, like one of those... <laughs> Candy corn pumpkins? <laughs> yeah, uh, when we saw them at um, Maryland. Maryland Death Fest. But it it died. <laughs> it, it melted away. Which is weird, because I didn't think it would do that, but it did. I thought it would just dry out. Rot and turn to bugs. <clears throat> okay, so this was released September? Uh, beginning of October. Okay, of course, because it's Acid Witch. They've got a new logo. Yes. Which is really awesome. And of course, Shagrat did the uh, album art, which is just awesome. I love that the eye is like the sun there. Mm-hmm. And you said um, most of this was written, written, written by a uh, Shagrat, right? Yeah, he wrote everything except for Tommy Rodders, which him and Slasher Dave both wrote, well, wrote didn't together. Slasher Dave do the music, though. Yeah, I mean they both do the music and just okay. all the lyrics and stuff. It's got a really cool insert, J card. Well, it's not. It's like a really long J card. Uh. There aren't many bands that I feel like tell a story so well that you, like, listen to the lyrics as if you're listening to an audiobook. Because I feel like that's what this album was, especially with, um, well, you want to go song by song or just, you know, yeah. our favorite ones? Yeah, we, we can go song by song if you want. Okay, well, my favorite song on the whole album is the first song, which is Gather Each Witch. It's great. It's 
it's it's just gather each witch. Just keep saying it. But I, I love the build up in the beginning and the riff and the the ow my hand hurts. Don't know what I did to it, but you know what he does on the keyboard is really great. And well, there's more lyrics besides just gather each witch. Oh well, it's it's the the witch talking in the beginning. Uh, awaken, arise, appear. All that good stuff. Come to me, thy witch blood cult. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let. Yeah, you can listen to it. <laughs> but that that song, ten out of ten for me. It's it's great. And then I love how it goes right into the next song, which is Right Among Us. The, right Among the Us. Title track. I guess right into it. It's not the last track. It's the second one. Get you up. Bop the mic. Yep. Uh, on our album, the uh, title track was the second song. Really? They ripped us off. <laughs> yeah. We we played a festival with them in 2019, but they didn't watch us because they were there a different day. What? I don't remember. I was exhausted. Yeah, Blood of the Wolf. Yes. It was yeah. good. It was a good festival. I enjoyed it. Except mm-hmm. the beer. We're, we're not going into that, though. We're talking no. about Acid Witch. Yeah. But they always put on a great show. It's not like just a band it's a whole thing it's like almost a theatrical thing you you know they love halloween you know they love you know b horror movies and just horror in general and you can tell they actually have something to say it's just not they picked up instruments and they wanted to play it's that they have a passion for this stuff like um okay so right among us is that about anything in particular because i know um 5508 martin street well, we're getting there, but yeah, they ride among us. I don't think it's based on anything. But th- that's another great thing about the band, though, is that they write about urban legends and, you know, crime that has happened in Detroit, because they're from Detroit. Uh, and they, they got to finally use their little slogan, because they have, like, since they started, they've said the uh, doom on dropout thing. Mm-hmm. And then right among us they you know they put doom on uh tune was it doom on tune in drop out i think it's doom to, i'm just not gonna tune sh- off uh, that's a that's a doom on tune off drop out there we go That's okay right. all right rot rot among us Doom on, tune off, drop out. You should live your life for you before our time runs out. I like that uh, Shagrat like, sings a lot more on this album than usual. Do, do they take turns? I don't know if I noticed. Yeah. I should have. I, I, you know, usually when we're going to review an album or any time I've reviewed, reviewed an album, like when I used to do it in uh, Thrash Dance, I would have to listen to it a bunch. And sometimes it would be a little bit of a chore. This was not. I wanted to listen to it every day. Mm-hmm. Like, possibly twice. Every song on that album is great. And the next song is... The Sleeper, about the baby that uh, gets left in a... Drawer. Is that real, though? No, not that I could find. Because I was thinking about that yesterday, because you told me about that a few days ago, and I was thinking, like, I'm sure it happened because people are just absolutely mind-numbingly stupid, but, like... But the baby got left in a drawer, and the parents were going to church and got killed in a car accident, and the baby got left in a drawer and died and rotted away. How would people not hear it crying? Nobody was in the house. I mean, and then the, and then someone comes in the house and finds the baby in the drawer, and then man, that would fuck up your life. And then you scream with the sleeper. Well, you know, I, I was thinking though, like, if that's true, it shows their priorities. Let's put the baby in their drawer so we could go to church. Yeah, well, when you, uh, I wouldn't want to bring a baby to church. A lot of people did. <laughs> As if I didn't dislike church enough. For for people that didn't know, I did have to go to church when I was growing up. Didn't like it. Not religious. Psychedelic swampnosis. Psychedelic swampnosis. Yep. Or psychedelic. 
death that swamp knows. I, was, I, I thought it was something weird because at first when I was looking at it, I was half asleep and I was like, eh. Well, I'm kind of blinded by the lights right now. Uh, it's like probably this or the last song or like my least favorite. Yeah, I mean it's it's got some lulls, but I would ne I would not say I dislike any song in this oh, album. Yeah. yeah, they're not bad songs. They're just not they're my least favorite. Yeah, but Gather Each Witch it's great. I love it. Then Devil's Night Doom, which is about Devil's Night in Detroit when Yeah, that starts with the, the clip about yeah. the, the fires and everything. <coughs> I wonder I don't know why in the world slasher dave or anybody else will be listening to this but like do you just think of the clips off the top of your head do you remember them do you have to look for them how do you find them i wonder that every time i hear like a clip i could see how they would remember it from movies and stuff mm -hmm. especially if they're writing it about a movie but like do you remember a certain newscast that happened yeah like in the, the last album evil sound screamers how they were talking about uh uh, name, whatever the, the yeah thing. the 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 um vigilante yeah the ghost vigilante <clears throat> of Detroit yeah but I I just wonder if that stuck out to you when you heard it or if you you had to search for it and knew of the news article which I'm sure they probably would have heard the news yeah just like um and I'm sure they knew about all the house burnings and yeah it'd be kind of hard to miss <laughs> the. Uh, Arson spree of Devil's Night. Man, that, it's a rough place to live. Get some good music out of it, though, I guess. Well, usually they burn, like, the abandoned houses, but they but do. But why, why? I don't know. But people do burn houses that people are living in, which is terrible. Yeah. All right, and then up next is the the first song that they released, 5508 Martin Street. That was the first song... Well, obviously, because it was the first song that was released, the first song I heard, and I was just listening the whole time because I was trying to hear what was going on because they told it like it was a story, which, I mean, it is. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that that, you know, is supposedly true. Yeah. Which I don't, I, I don't doubt that stuff because I've had some fucked up nightmares. I mean. Well, let's, fucked let's up. say what it's about. Okay, you go ahead. It's about... Uh, there's a house at 5508 Martin Street, and uh, a family was living there, and I think it's supposed to be in the 60s, and the, the the dad worked night shift at the Cadillac plant and used the back room to sleep because it was away from everybody, and he started having terrible nightmares about a hag, like screaming in his face. I thought it was also like he opened up the closet door and his decapitated daughter's head fell out and her body was lying in there and just oh, it was yeah, like yeah. innards and weird shit yeah, he's that you don't want to see dreams about that too and uh yeah and they thought he was just having issues but then he slept in the actual bedroom upstairs and it went away and so they got some of their relatives to come and sleep <laughs> in that room and who then, does that and then they started you know seeing the visions and stuff you're essentially using your relatives as <laughs> guinea pigs maybe it was ones they didn't like it was like they're it's like annoying aunt the mother-in-law hmm. like, oh mother-in-law and and like a cousin or something like that i like my mother-in-law i didn't say it like hmm i just meant like <laughs> usually in like sitcoms and movies and stuff it's like oh my mother-in-law is coming over let's put her in the nightmare room <laughs> <laughs> It works. <laughs> like it's a Doc Brown experiment or something. Up next, The <laughs> Evil Dad, Dad by Dawn, which is about... <laughs> that title uh, makes you laugh. Uh, it's about... What's his name? They the say Man Who Killed. Yeah, I like how that one starts, about the urban legends. Although I do not like that they end their sentence in a preposition. But, I mean, they did that for flow and... So it rhymes. Uh, yeah. Ronald Clark O'Brien. That's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Hey, kill your eight-year-old son. Yeah. Well, you go ahead and say, I love that each of these songs are about something. It's not just like, I mean, I'm all for, you know, like how Scream Bloody Glore? <laughs> Scream Bloody Gore was about like nothing but mutilation and sacrifice. That's awesome. 
that's fine too. But like the fact that each song is about something is just so great. They put so much thought into it. This was a Ronald Clark O'Brien guy killed his eight-year-old son by putting cyanide in his candy. Where do you, where do you get cyanide? You used to could buy it. Why? Because I think this was it was in the early seventies. Like, what would you use that for clinically? Death. Uh, I think in very small doses, doses, it was used for something. Let's uh, let's see. I'm gonna look it up because I'm I'm very curious if there's no way cyanide would have been used for. Well, maybe something farm related. It was Texas. Texas. I spelled clinically wrong, but it was in a hurry. Facts about cyanide. Yes. Cyanide. I've already died. Just a whatever. Metallica. No. Cyanide is a naturally occurring chemical found in many plants that has been used in conventional warfare and poisoning for two millennia. So no. Yeah. Why? Who's who's got a prescription for cyanide? Well, it could have been. Uh, they used to put cyanide in like rat poison. What is with the the warfare on rats? It's like, <laughs> god damn. Kill them all. Let I mean, God I don't like rats. Out. I'm not like, well, just lead them outside. But my God. It's like, make some mustard gas. Get these bastards out of here. The next song is Tommy Rodgers, the one that Slasher Dave did co-write the lyrics to. It's about Tommy Knockers. Yeah. Isn't it about how the movie's bad? Well, the first part of it's about actual Tommy Knockers, and then the second part's about... That movie was not good. I remember watching that, like... Two-part two part miniseries with Tracy Lord. I don't even remember Tracy Lord's being in that. Yeah, she's in it. But... I mean, I'm sure she is, but it's been so long. Because I remember there was, like, a glowing green beam mm -hmm. in the middle of town. And it, lo it looked like, right, that it could have been good. <coughs> Pardon. But it wasn't. Because it was like a town hypnotized by the the fallen meteor. What What is uh, Stephen King? Yeah, but I was thinking of the H.P. Lovecraft uh, story about the, the sound of color or something. Uh, the color out of space? Yes. Uh, the sound of color. <laughs> I'm fucking stupid. All right. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of that kind of thing. But, all right. Then up next is my favorite song on the album, Chelsea Didn't Come Home Last Night, which is about an actual murder case from Detroit, or outside of Detroit in Michigan of a girl named Chelsea Brooke or Brooke. I think it's Brooke. Yeah. Because well, I remember I, thinking, like, well, it's an odd last name. It's spelled Brooke, but, like, uh, everybody in the videos I was watching about it kept saying Brooke. I don't know. I'd be pissed off if I was dead and people were mispronouncing my last name's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, she uh, went to a Halloween party and never came home. I thought that the actual case would be more sinister than it was, being that, you know, they made a song about it. Not that I'm, like, looking for, you know, grotesque murder shit, but I figured if they wrote a song about it, it would be kind of grim. But I was thinking, like, did they know that guy that put on the party? Because it looked like he had some metal band, like they were dressed up to like the Ninja Turtles or something playing music. Yeah, it was a metal festival at his family's farm. Yeah, were they there? No. Oh. Yeah, it looked like a bunch of like metal core bands when I looked up the flyer. From okay, the... sorry guys. Didn't know. Um, Like they're fucking listening. I don't know. But I they, they said Metal Mike in the song, didn't they? Yeah, that's what he went by though, so that's probably just... You know, just calling him. I mean, it's it's the Detroit land area, so maybe maybe they knew him. Who mm. knows? Yeah. But that's what I was wondering, and and it's got to be weird to keep seeing that on the news when it's so close to, you know, where you are. Mm. Some and then they find her, like the lady that called up that found her body. It was a man. I thought it was a lady because she was like, "I'm freaking out right now." It was a man. Oh, okay. Um, it says the fisherman found her by the tracks in the song. There's a guy. Cause it, he I was, thought the lady said, I found I found a dead body on my property. And they were it, like. It was a guy freaking out. It showed the guy. 
Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, somebody found her body. That's just got to be a terrible day. Well, All right. First they found uh, her dress and one of her shoes and then the, her skull. Or it was one of her bones, and then they, you know, then they end up finding, you know, the person found the rest of her. Oh, I thought it was just her, her dress, and then her shoe, because the dress was torn off in this little abandoned building that was on the way to wherever that uh, fucked up dude dumped her body because he raped her. Said that he had sex with her. He raped her, and obviously he did because. And then there was some guy that said, like. He helped her into a car even though he had nothing to do with it, and he just was lying. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know. Like, as soon as you get in the police station, wouldn't you be like, wow, I'm a jackass. I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> so that was about. And then the last song, uh, this one is my least favorite. It's Gundello the Green Witch, and I keep thinking it's... Uh, uh, the 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 witch from Banjo Kazooie, the Grun Gruntilda. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's just like. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it like like I said earlier, it's not a bad song. It's still a, an amazing song, better than anything I can come up with. <laughs> but but it's just my least favorite. And I've been wondering what that clip at the beginning is which i i kind of forget. The, i mean i've listened to it a bunch of times but it's the of... one like the i'm overweight uh, oh yeah yeah looks... yeah that that's that's a little bit intrusive on my ears i mean because it's like look at me look at me i was like <laughs> oh god okay i will yeah yeah that's uh i mean it's still a good song i enjoy it but, but I, I do i do agree i do like the little uh uh, everything you do comes threefold back to you that they like kind of say at the end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everything no. you do comes threefold back to you. Everything is great. I mean, yes. there there are some songs that I like more than others, but overall, I would give I would give that album a ten out of ten. Yes. It is definitely my album of the year. I just I just love the dedication and the passion that these guys have for Halloween, for the Halloween season, for the movies, for the theatrics of it, for the props, everything. And it, it's not like they're putting on anything. That's what they love. That's how they live. And it's awesome. Uh, they need to write more songs about BMX bikes, so. <laughs> oh, what? Because he was... Slasher Dave rides his BMX bike around. I like his handles that say Slasher Dave. I... I you showed me that video of him riding around town because he saw 5508 Martin, Martin uh, no, Street. it was the, the house that he has on the cover of one of his latest solo albums. Oh, okay, yeah. Check out uh, Slasher Dave's solo albums, too, because that's just him. And it's like since dark, yeah. like yeah. Halloween stuff, it's cool. And he just put one out like a week after this album came out. Yeah, that, I, that guy, that must be all he, all he does. Well, you want to talk about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Our favorite Halloween. Actually, no, I still think for me it's tied with the first Halloween, because I very much do like the first Halloween. Oh, Count Chocula. (laughs) We have two different tapes. And they're both from the 90s. 1996 and... (laughs) Uh, 1994. Well, all right. What, what makes this stand out to you as a Halloween movie? There I mean, I... There ain't no Michael Myers. It says, happy, happy Halloween, like 400,000 times. <laughs> to the tune of London Bridge is Yeah, but I down. love how everybody's getting annoyed by it in the movie. They're like, <laughs> goddamn commercial. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. And if that's not stuck in your head, if you watch it, I don't think your brain's working. (laughs) This, so, um, oh, wow, just had a complete brain fart. Uh, This one was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who directed uh, Fright Night 2, 
and the It miniseries. Fright Night 2 we also covered on another podcast, and I like that more than the first Fright Night, so I think he did an awesome job. Very he, good director. He is a fellow Kentuckian. I'm pretty sure he's from Somerset. Like oh, over, really? Over where Jacob and them live. Huh. Uh, but he grew up in Bowling Green with John Carpenter. That's I still they, can't, but that blows my mind that John Carpenter came from Bowling Green. The place that we play shows and nobody comes to watch us. Because it's hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> Who hates me now? Uh, not the people who come to our shows. I'm not talking about you. No, I'm sure. I mean, it's just produced by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, but I'm sure they were kind of. Yeah, they were in on it because um, yeah. they were definitely in on the directing. Because like I said, I told you earlier, there's a scene in the movie where um, Tom Atkins' character, who's. I just call Tom Atkins, I Do- feel like. Dr. Chalice. Yes, okay, Chalice, duh. Dan Chalice. <clears throat> Daniel Chalice, when he's got the Halloween mask on and he's trying to throw it on the camera. Obviously, if if you have seen... Don't be chewing in the mic, please. I'm not. Okay. If you've seen this movie and listening to the podcast, you have... You've seen this movie. When he's got the mask on and he's tied up at, at the Silver Shamrock facility, and he, you know, manages to scoot forward and smash the TV, and then he unties himself with a knife, and then he takes off his mask and throws it at the camera. I was like, there's no way he did that in one take. It took over 40 takes. <laughs> but John Carpenter said it took over 40 takes at the reunion in 2015 of the cast. Yes, but uh, what I was saying is uh, uh, I'm sure John Carpenter was kind of telling Tommy Lee Wallace what to do because Tommy Lee Wallace wasn't supposed to direct this. They were supposed to have another guy, and he went on to do was a Twilight Zone. Yeah, uh, yeah, the movie. And so uh, they got Tommy Lee Wallace because he was going to be a producer, and uh, they had another guy write it. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Nigel Knell. Nail. Neil. I don't know. Yeah, he, he wrote the most, most of the story, but the, uh, you know, the people that give him the checks to make the movie said they wanted more gore. And the guy didn't want you know, to mess up his script, so he just backed out. And Tommy Lee Wallace had to like, rewrite things. It gored up. Which really, there's not much gore. Really. No, there was a few times, like and the, then the bugs and the snakes and stuff coming out of the masks. That's about the goriest thing. <laughs> yeah, and then the yeah you know, the woman's face getting blown to pieces. That makes me think of Joe Bob Briggs talking about poltergeist. And he was like, "They're proud that they don't have gore." He was like, "Who's proud of that?" The scariest thing in that movie was the chairs on the table. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to, for people who have not seen this movie, would you like to read the synopsis of the movie? So this is the third installment in the Halloween series, and this was the first venture that John Carpenter had into making a Halloween story that was just supposed to be. Oh, I was going to say earlier, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace wanted to, you know, he was talking to John Carpenter about doing a third Halloween. He said the only way that he would do that is if it wasn't a sequel to two and didn't have Michael Myers. So that's when they came up with this. But let's see. Gather around your TV set, put on your masks, and watch. What did they even give away? I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know. They didn't say. (laughs) Bugs. Halloween is drawing near, and all across America, children are getting ready for what could be their last Halloween. When a crazed man wanders into Dr. Dan Chalice's hospital, clutching a Halloween mask and raving about people trying to kill him, Dan assumes the guy is nuts. But then the man is gruesomely murdered and turned into a mysterious ash. When the man's daughter, Ellie, Dan decides, or with the man's daughter, Ellie, Dan decides to investigate the man's last days. The trail takes them to the spooky remote town of Santa Mira, home of Silver Shamrock Novelty Factory. But Silver Shamrock is anything but child's play. It is the home base of an ancient Celtic coven, headed by a warlock with diabolical plan to murder 50 million children on the devil's night. So put on your mask and get ready for a few hours of pure terror 
A few hours. <laughs> Halloween is here if again. If you watch it a few times. It's only 99 minutes. That's not a few hours. At, right when you said Santa Mira, every time I think of the Cauldron song off of In Ruin. We heard that live. Yep. And, uh, and they heard it in the intro. Yeah. I was like, uh, oh. <laughs> well, I love least, that song. That's another, the, that's another great band. I love Cauldron. At least they, they heard the intro in the intro. Because... Got to keep it under 30 seconds so I don't yeah. get sued by Jason Decay. Jason's going to come here and knock you upside the head and be like, <laughs> just stare at you. I don't know. Uh, Ian doesn't care. No. <laughs> now, Michael Myers is in this movie. Dick Warlock, who played Michael Myers in 2. He is the assassin. He's the android assassin that looks like... Uh, I can't remember that guy's name. I thought he looked like David Bowie's weird cousin. Uh, There's an actor. I don't know. I can't remember what movie it is. But there's a guy that looks like how he looks in this movie. Yeah, he's a very tiny man. It's yeah, weird. I know. It's weird that he was Michael Myers. Uh, cinematic magic. Yeah. It's like. Cinemagic. He looks like he'd work at a bank and he would have a British accent for some reason. I don't know. It's like. I'm 6'2", and I feel like I'm too short to be Michael Myers. I don't know. Actually, uh, the, the guy that played in Michael Myers in the first movie is 6'2", I think, or 6'2". Six six, I, I feel like 6'2 is imposing enough, especially because his um, what he preyed on most were teenagers. And most teenagers, you were 6'2", and you're a teenager, but I'm sure there weren't many other teenagers who were 6'2". So yeah. his prey was predominantly short. And, uh like Kane Hodder's not very tall. Like he was Jason. Is he six three, six four? No, he's like six foot. Cause I'm taller than him. Huh? If even that, I don't know. Well, we could have met him uh, last weekend, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had, we were doing stuff. We'll meet him one of these days before he loses all of his muscles. <laughs> Because the last picture I saw of him, he was looking pretty rough. Uh, he he's getting up there. Yeah, we're not we're not talking about Jason Voorhees though. Uh, he could still kick my ass. I know he could kick my ass. <laughs> he's got that he's got that ghost hunting crew with Zach Bagans and the other guy that was like his stunt double. Yeah. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, they were on. It it wasn't with Zach Bagans. They were just on Ghost Adventure. Yeah, I know, but that. <laughs> But he 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 does uh, ghost investigations. The Holly, what was it? The Hollywood Ghost Hunters or something? Something like that. Now, um, Dick Warlock, on the other hand, to my knowledge, does not have a a ghost hunting uh, project. No. But that was cool. Another cameo uh, in this movie from the first one. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, she was the uh, the operator when when uh, Doctor Chalice was trying to call out of Santa Mira, yeah, and, and it wasn't happening. No dice. Yeah, that, that's Jamie Lee Curtis on the phone, and she also does the uh, the curfew like announcement. So, okay, the guy who went to the hospital put in an order, and he went to pick it up, and I guess he saw too much, and they knew it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has to bother the guy on a shift who's just trying to get through it. So he brings him to the hospital, and he's like, I'm just trying to help. I didn't do anything. Okay? Okay? And they're like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And the, the happy, happy Halloween starts playing on the TV, and the guy's like... They're going to kill us all. Yeah. And Destroy Dr. Chalice is like... <laughs> Destroy us all. I'll take the chicken. But he... Uh, Dr. Chalice is like, okay, goodbye. And they put him in a room and like, he's, how is this guy in the hospital getting all these women to just be like, he's hitting on the nurse, hitting on the other nurse and the woman who's okay. All right. So while 
Dr. Chalice leaves the room. Nurse leaves the room. Android comes in. Kilts him. Yeah, he grabs his the bridge of his nose, pops his eyes, grabs the bridge of his nose, pulls it forward, covers him up, and then she comes back in and goes, What are you doing here? And then he's just like, Bye. And leaves. Goes in the car. It is creepy that he pours gasoline all over himself with an expressionless face, obviously because he's an android. Then just sets himself on fire. He, but what baffles me... He immolated himself. Immolation. It's a good band. Um... What baffles me is that people are just like, huh. Like, nobody's going to get the fuck away from there and be like, what the hell is that? If you saw a guy set himself on fire with gasoline in a car and then it just straight up explodes in a hospital parking lot, wouldn't you be a little more baffled than just like, huh? Like if some guy sneezed up macaroni or something? (laughs) I don't know. I just thought of something that was slightly weird but also mundane. But I don't know. And then they, uh, they're trying to find the remnants of a body in the car, and they can't. And the lady thinks it's car parts, and it's not. And as soon as she finds out, with a drill, even though you don't see it, you said one of those shitty cordless 80s drills. Yeah. It did look shitty. Mm-hmm. Had a little tiny battery on it. Okay, so the girl's dad is dead. And she comes in to see the, the, the guy that was like, they're going to kill us all. Her, his daughter comes in, and she's like, yeah, that's my dad. Automatically just wants to bang Tom Atkins. It's because he's Tom Atkins. But what creeps me out is that he was 47, and she was 23? Yeah. Or 48. You know what the first scene was that they shot together? The kissing scene? The banging scene. Oh, okay. They didn't know each other, and they had cast her last minute because they were under time constraints and they were like yeah good good to go i'd be like no no <laughs> boob out and everything yeah uh mm. that's pg-13 boob right there that was it's you get half boob it's not rated, whole boobs half boob it's rated r well you got the pg-13 boobs sorry <laughs> um but why the fuck did she get out of the shower and she's like, woo, woo, and then she puts the, the, the entire blanket over her. It's like, what are you doing? Why is it? I, don't, I just thought that was weird. She, she should have closed the door and dried off like a normal person. And then she walked down the street to get some lingerie from the convenience store or wherever she went. Okay, your dad just died. Horrifically. Like some dude who killed himself in the parking lot after... Killing your dad. And I'm not trying to rag on the movie. I just thought this scenario was odd. Like, you've got to have some stuff going on in your head, and I know that everybody deals with stuff different, but if that were me, I'd be a little catatonic and just want to get answers, especially if you're in a creepy town that has a curfew, and everybody in the town, when you come into town, just stares at you. Yeah. It's like, you. this is fine. And then the lady... There's these eccentric people that uh, stay at the hotel with them, obviously, because they have orders. Because the hotel that they stay at, or motel, is right next to the Silver Shamrock Factory. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Little Buddy. Yeah, Little Buddy, Big Buddy. And Annoying Woman. <laughs> and yeah, and then the, the loud lady that got her head blowed up. That seemed like they should have been in a Christmas story. Uh, when the when the uh, the woman, or well, they got it on, and then the woman blew up, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he was like, "What's that?" And she said, "Who cares?" Like, how do you not hear that? It's right. How did she not hear that? Just like trying to sleep. God damn it! <laughs> but she takes like one of the coins fall off the side of the silver shamrock mask, and it's got a little microchip in there, and she just starts jabbing at it with the bobby, bobby pin. Why would you do... At first, because I hadn't seen it in a while, I thought she was trying to lift the chip off of there, maybe, but she's just like... She's just poking it. And then it's a misfire, as they call it. Yeah, it blowed up her head. That's like the only actual gore. That would have creeped me out when I was little, especially the bugs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And And the the cicada noises. And the snakes. 
the the explanation they gave for that because I looked it up is that apparently the mask once it gets fed the signal from the stone Stonehenge from Stonehenge that it sends a signal to the mask to just annihilate your head and then it rots and there's like some weird high speed decay and then there's bugs and I guess snakes because they're like hell yeah I'm gonna get in on this let me get some of that action and that's that's why there's bugs <laughs> that's the whole existence bugs. of bugs oh, yeah, yeah that's why they exist centipedes and spiders and that, stars that is from this this uh record right here of the uh, album soundtrack that my friend Lauren gifted to me it's from uh, Mondo it's pretty awesome. I mean, it's a really cool presentation of the album and everything. Came with the three cards. Yeah, it's like a little match game. There's a, another card in there that you, it's like you're supposed to be able to brainwash people. Or that's a like brainwashing game or something like that. It seems like it'd be easy with a lot of the idiots around here. <laughs> you could brainwash a few of them. I'm mean. <laughs> <laughs> So, Maybe it's a little unhealthy. <laughs> so if you were a 23-year-old, you wouldn't get it on with Tom Atkins? Absolutely not. <laughs> that guy has the weirdest brow line I've ever seen. It's just like... But it's Miller time, even though that's the wrong movie. Man. We already talked about that movie. I guess at least he wasn't creepy, but... Night of the Creepies. <laughs> Night of the Creepies? My Boglin's over here shaking his booty. <laughs> yeah, we got Boglins. Hey. Well, that's his that's his eyes. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, uh my name is uh Kinda looks like if if Butthead fell in some acid. Uh He's over here messing everything up with his big ass hands. <laughs> People listening are gonna be like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> uh, I was playing with a Boglin. Tom Atkins is also known for playing with Boglins. Yes, he is a Boglin. <laughs> Someone's got there. Could you just make the title of this podcast Tom Atkins is a Boglin? <laughs> no. No. Could you at least put in the description? Yes. Let's just make that the description. Tom Atkins is a real life Boglin. Don't be fooled. It's just very good prosthetics. Dean Cundley. So. After they get it on and the lady dies, they go to the factory with little Buddy and his parents who were supposed to be in a test group because the dad had sold the most um, silver shamrock masks of the whole year. Mm -hmm. And his gift was death yep, they put... by tiny snake bites. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> they put him in a room with the little kid with the mask and they turned on the commercial that blowed up his head. Is that the cat? Yeah. Okay, the cat's trying to break in. We know too much. They sent an android cat out to meows and wants, harass us. Wants food all the time. Even though I just fed her. She's like, the door's closed. What is this shit? Let me in. I gotta talk to my people. <laughs> yes, but the little boy dies. And the dad gets... Yeah, but the, the mom is, like, laughing hysterically, like, this is all a joke! Look at that! It's like... And she just kind of falls over and, like... She, did she die? Were the bugs like, alright, like, now this one. Like, what happened to her wouldn't have killed her. No, she just fainted because her son's head exploded into bugs. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't know, I guess it killed her. Maybe she had a heart attack. And the way that Tom Atkins went back to the factory is because they abducted Ellie when he was out seeing what was going on at the motel, and they went in and grabbed her. 
like 50 hundred androids and or maybe realistically like 15 but they brought her back and to my knowledge they turned her into an android somehow mm-hmm. but she helped him yeah she helped him kill uh, uh i already forgot what the the, the bad guy <clears throat> cochran yeah cochran yeah but he he would have had to have programmed her and then when you know he dumped all of the the silver shamrock emblems that are on the mask that had the chips in them they all misfired mm-hmm. i meant to do air quotations but my hand really hurts um misfired <laughs> so they kill all of the androids that are working on the floor with like some office furniture and TVs? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little lackluster. I thought it was funny what you said. You're like, they had better equipment in the Strange Brew thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, their their headquarters, like their little circle of all their equipment. Yeah, and then they have, like, Stonehenge there. And how, how did he steal one block of Stonehenge? He just said, we had a hell of a time getting it there. That's all you, <laughs> that's all you get. So he's saying that... And everybody in this town is Irish, by the way. And he's saying that the Celtic way is to sacrifice to Sawin. On Sawin. And a sacrifice would be all the children. And he's using Celtic magic from... 3,000 years ago. Yes. And he's supposed to be 3,000 years old. He kind of looks at it. I'll tell you what, those eyebrows, if I had to guess, 3,000 years would be it. That dude. Dan O'Hurlihy. Hurlihy. It's a Hurlihy boy. But he got... Let the boy sleep in your bed. He's his dad. <laughs> All right. Any, anything uh, else to add? No, we're, we won't ruin the, the very ending. Even though we pretty much did. It's It's kind of a... You don't exactly know what happens. Yeah, it's like a, no! And then it fades to black. And then Metallica starts playing. No. They didn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Wait, what year was this? 1982. Oh, well, they didn't. What year did Kill 'Em All come out? 1983. They formed in 1981. Well, I guess whenever the band started... (laughs) Sarcastic-ass James Hetfield when he was cool. All kinds of things. I always love when when people ask me, like, well, what kind of music do you listen to? I'm like, oh, all kinds of stuff. And then they're, it's one time somebody did, they were like, so when did the band start? It was like some somebody that didn't really care. And I was like, oh, whenever we started, I guess. And then you actually answered him. I was like, damn it. 2016. Damn, that's a long time. Eh. Mm. We should have had like four albums out by now. <laughs> this is just us being like, I wish we <laughs> did more with our lives. Happy, happy Halloween, <laughs> Halloween. I wish my head just turned to bugs. Then I wouldn't have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> but this is uh, very much enjoy this movie. And now, ever since we saw that that video of Ryan Waste and all them. And the one guy was like, my favorite movie's Halloween. Three. And I thought that was funny how he, like, lunged forward and said, three. Yeah. This is also a gift from our friend Lauren. And Joe. Yeah. Oh, that I, I'd say that's also from Lauren and Joe. I was going to go. <laughs> and this is from Trick or Treat Studios. Now it's on the floor. It's rubber. It'll be all right. Uh, Our next podcast, we will probably be talking about what we're going to be doing this weekend. Which is? Going to see, I know this is King Diamond, but we're going to see Merciful Fate with our boy Scott. And a bunch of other boys and girls. Huh? (laughs) No, it's just us three, the whole theater. That's what I'm to understand. Uh, I think uh, Cody and Lauren will be there. Like, different Lauren. Not Lauren that bought that stuff. Yeah, I figured that's what you meant. Yeah, and I I also think Adrian and Gracie are going to be there. Our buddies. Yeah. 
But I meant that we were at, we were going with Scott. Like we're gonna ride up there in Cincinnati. I haven't been. We haven't been to Cincinnati in years. Yeah, it's probably possessor. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Holy shit! All right. Well, we'll have we'll have more stuff to talk about if you like Merciful Fate. I'm sure we'll have another movie to talk about as well, which I'm hoping will be a certain movie. We will ask uh, King Diamond what his favorite movie is that he wants us to cover on the podcast. Your phone's ringing. Stupid. All right. Thanks for ruining it, phone, or whoever called me. It was our number one fan. Telemarketer. (laughs) All right. Well, we hope that you had a good Halloween and watch some good movies. Listen to Acid Witch. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, right among us. Watch. Um, Halloween 3. Watch Halloween 3. Watch The Dark Half if you don't have it on tape because this is the last day that it will be on HBO Max. Supposedly. I don't know why they they take s- stuff away. But you know what? I don't think it's that expensive anyway because it's not like the end thing to like The Dark Half. So... Check that out. It might be on DVD or tape. Uh, watch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I'm looking at the poster. Absolutely. I wish we could stay home and watch that. but um, We got to go to work. Yeah, because stupid work people. All right. Well, thanks again. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Buy our merch. Happy, happy Halloween. Buy Blood Curse t shirts. He's saying that because it's a joke. We're not really trying to push our stuff on our podcast. No, I was going to hold up the mask, but I remembered I threw it over there. All right, now. Goodbye. 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 Bye. His hands are so floppy and veiny. That's what she said.